Good day, Pure Sex Radio listeners. Jonathan Darty here with part three in our series on whole man recovery with Matt Winger. In today's episode, we'll explore the emotional element of whole man recovery. We will attempt to answer the following questions about this element. One, what is the element? Two, what effect does it have on addiction, on relationships, on identity? Three, how does recovery address this element? And four, what might health and wholeness look like for this element in one's life? Matt Winger is the clinical director of Boulder Recovery. To learn more about Matt and Boulder Recovery, visit boulderrecovery.com. For additional resources for men, visit bebroken.org men or check out links in today's show notes. And please rate and review the podcast after listening because this helps others to find it. Pure Sex Radio is produced by Be Broken Ministries, and Be Broken's mission is to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. Now, let's get started on this third element of whole man recovery with Matt Winger. All right, Matt Winger, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me. Here we All go. right, we are, we are in our third of a four-part little mini-series that we're doing on addressing the the four elements of the self as it pertains to whole man recovery and renewal. And so we've looked at the intellectual, we've looked at the physical, and this session we're going to look at the emotional. So can you share with us how you would define that? How would you define the emotional part of the self? Yeah, I mean, again, these are like highly philosophical questions to start. One that I shared with you that I'm I'm not entirely comfortable with being able to answer in a holistic way. But our emotions, as I understand them, are are what we our responses to other people, to to our environment, to stimuli, right? That that is not something that we think about, not something that we feel in terms of our sensations within our body, but what we would call things like anger and sadness and love and hope and not uh, a thought, but an emotion that arises within me um, as a response to what's going on around me. Yeah. And so how can this become broken or distorted in a person's life? Um, and I know that there's probably a thousand different angles that you could take to this because there's you know thousands of different ways that I think our emotional self can be broken. But especially as it pertains in your work in terms of addiction recovery, what are maybe some of the most common ways that you see the emotional self of a man broken or distorted? Well, you know, we talked about this already, but the, 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 the brokenness is initially started by trauma, right? Or an ineffective response from a caregiver, either that I'm not going to connect with this child or I'm going to dismiss or disconnect from them. Not a, I'm not tuned in to them or whatever. Um, or the abuse, right, of, of them actually getting hurt. Or if the abuse happens outside the home an ineffective response by the caregiver, right? All of these messages, what they essentially communicate, if you if you get down to the core, you know, through all of the, the data and all the details of it, is that what you are feeling and your emotions doesn't matter. And in fact, it may be a liability, right? That That what I am feeling, like I can get away and I can function in my world, especially as a man, without really touching or coming into contact with my emotions 
And in fact, it might be better for me if I do that, because every time in my life that I have displayed or been vulnerable about what I'm feeling from the time I was a little boy, negative things came out of it. Maybe I was made fun of or I was um, not not responded to in a a healthy way. Right. So any kind of emotionality um, became a liability. And in that way. And many others, we get this communication from our culture and those closest to us that for men, emotions or emotionality is weakness. And that is the primary way that um, I see emotional brokenness in men that are recovering from trauma and addiction is that I need to do this outside of the realm of my emotions because emotions are, are dangerous, they're unsafe, and they're, they're, they're weak. Yeah. You know, one of the things that just came to my mind, because you've said it uh, multiple times already, just in these few sessions that we've been doing, is just the integrated nature of all of these elements of the whole man, right? The the intellectual, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual. And I'm, I'm, it just dawned on me that there seems to be a really strong connection between the emotional and the intellect here, right? In the sense of like you said, your, your emotional is kind of that sort of unconscious response to stimuli. You, you can't control it or whatever, but then it can connect to a thought, right? It can connect to, yeah, yeah. Uh, so can you talk a little bit about that integrated nature, especially between the emotional and the intellectual brokenness that can kind of feed on each other? Yeah, absolutely. Right. I think the easiest one to latch onto there by way of an example is just sadness, right? If I get sad, I get real sad, Right. I might be moved to cry. I might make, you know, or grief or whatever, right? And, well, I can't cry because I got made fun of for crying or I got um, yelled at or, or, or wounded or beat or abused for crying. Or this comes up a lot in the work that we do. Like, oh, I'll give you something to cry about. Oh, you're crying. Oh, you're sad. I'll give you, I'll show you. I'm sad. Right. And so what happens is that these little spigots will like come up and I'm just going to tighten those spigots up so that none no water comes out and I'm not going to feel that. And, you know, I'm fine. And the, because of the thought that you, you mentioned that pairs with that is that crying is weak or feeling sad is weak, or I'm not going to dwell on that. And what a lot of guys will say is like, let's, I'm just going to move on. I'm going to shove that in the closet and I'm going to move on because that's in the past. And what's the point of dealing with it? And right. So you, what you're saying is correct. Like, all of the, our thoughts and our feelings get get tangled up. But which is safer, the thought or the feeling? Which is safer, the thought or the emotion? Well, the way that we've been trained is that the thought is much, much safer, right? So I'm going to sit with that. And I'm going to get real hard. I'm going to get real cold and impervious. And if I am feeling anything, it's going to be so far down underneath the surface that I, I won't even really need to pay attention to it. Or, or I'll let it come out in my preferred emotions of, you know, anger in particular. So you could list probably a dozen emotions, Jonathan, that fall underneath anger, like fear, sadness, um, you know, you know, depression. Disappointment, um, things like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they can, for a man in America, they'll all show up as anger first right because that is the acceptable emotion where i can be violent or expressive or raise my and that way my body is expressing all these emotions in ways that that feels 
culturally acceptable. Um, so how one of, some of the real sad stuff is when guys were so shut down on their home, they can't even feel that one. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So how then does this brokenness of the emotional self affect a personal identity and the ability to form relationships and because I'm thinking of that guy as he's growing up and kind of solidifying either this numbness or a single channel of emotion that comes out in anger. What effect does that then have on his sense of self and also then his ability to connect with others? Yeah, I think that comes out most often in my experience is people that say they don't have emotions or, um, they haven't felt emotions in a really long time, or they remember feeling emotions when they're kids and they don't anymore. Um, or they feel like a robot. People accuse them of being unemotional. Or, oh man, sometimes it even like gets distorted into like stability, right? Oh, you're so stable, right? But there's nothing about the life of an addict that is stable, mm-hmm. okay? But it's this emotional numbness and baseline that they can call stability as a value. That like, oh, I'm stable. I'm not like mom. She was all over the place. Or I'm not like dad. He was so angry and drunk or whatever. I'm stable. But the real word for that is I'm so numbed out that I don't feel this and I don't feel this. I'm just right, cold and numbed out. So that's one of the ways I can show up. It's the way I interpret my own identity as someone who doesn't feel um, doesn't have a connection to their emotions, is numbed out, stable, or stoic, or whatever word you want to call it. But none of those words are bad words for men in our culture. In fact, we sometimes idolize those the, that type of man. But the problem is that type of man is not connected to himself. He's not connected to his family or the people around him that are closest to him in a real way. And what we're going to talk about in a minute, that type of man is not and cannot be connected with the God of the universe, who himself is an emotional and fully feeling being. Yeah. And so let's talk then about how how does recovery then address the the broken emotional self? and, And why is that so critical to a man's recovery? Because I do think that as much as we've been saying it here, all of these things are integrated. I think a lot of men want to look at recovery as if it's a buffet table. And if I can just leave, <laughs> yeah. the, leave the emotion, you know, leave yeah. that at the salad bar and I'll go yeah. down and get some meat, you know, where I think it's at, which you mentioned earlier in one of our sessions, guys typically think it's the intellect, right? I can just think myself mm-hmm. out of this. So mm-hmm. share with us how recovery really does address the emotional self and why that's so critical. Yeah, I think at the root of addiction is unmet emotional needs. So I have a need to be loved, to be comforted, to be protected, to be validated, to me to be feel safe, you know, on and on and on. These are unmet emotional needs. And what addiction does is it comes in and it says, I can help you meet that kind of, right? So I can make you feel loved or important or valuable or seen or heard in this moment. And we're going to sexualize that in a way that's palatable for you because of your wounding or your exposure to these things. And in that way, you're going to get kind of a, a diet version of these things. That's completely unsatisfying, but in the moment, it kind of makes you feel different or better, right? And so if the root of all these things are these unmet emotional needs, then, man, it is imperative for me in recovery 
to begin to explore uh, my emotions, both the ones that I have contact with and the ones that I have a hard time feeling. And oftentimes guys will discuss their emotions as good and bad, right? So I have like good emotions, which are joy and happy and um, glad and free and open or whatever. And my bad emotions are angry and sad and depressed and hurt and lonely. And I, I want to feel the good and I don't want to feel the bad. And my, my problem, Matt, is that my addiction is making me feel all the bad and not enough good. And what I get to say joyously is that, hey, man, your work in recovery is not to feel more good than bad. Your, your joy in work in recovery is to feel all of your feelings and that none of them are good or bad. They have a, all have a purpose and they all have a place in your life. And that, that joy and sadness are friends. They're not enemies. They inform each other. And my goal in recovery is to become a whole human. So I need to therefore feel the whole spectrum of my emotions instead of trying to shut down my bad or, or sad or whatever you call them and only feel the good. Because that in itself is addiction. It's the denial of emotions that I'm uncomfortable with or feelings that I'm uncomfortable with to the exclusion of feelings that I prefer or like, right? And that's all that addiction is. So what we want to do in recovery is to open ourselves up to feel all of our feelings and let those feelings just exist, feel them all the way through because they're not going to kill us and um, learn to exist in our world in that more open kind of way. Yeah. Um, that's much more healthy than trying to shut down and grab on. to things. Yeah. And as we wrap up this session, kind of to also end on a, a, a note of hope, because I think even what you just shared could terrify a lot of guys feel all my emotions. <laughs> Are you out of your mind, Matt? I mean, that's what I've been trying to avoid for however many years. Yeah. What might it look like though, if there is wholeness and health in a man's emotional self. Can you give a picture of hope for a man out there who may be scared to enter into this kind of work? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm struck, you know, as I said earlier, when we were offline by my inadequacy to answer all of that question, because that is part of the journey that I'm on too, of being able to experience all of my emotions all of the time. And it takes, effort and work to do that for me to to first kind of open myself up to what it is that I'm feeling and use my physicality and my body and my sensations to help inform those things and use my thoughts to leverage like what it is that is that's going on for me what am I feeling I'm sad or I'm happy right but but your question is how do I um what does a whole man look like in his emotional recovery and what that looks like is somebody who's not picking and choosing what they prefer to feel, but allowing themselves to feel um, uh, as they exist in the world, mm -hmm. right? In, in regardless of the stimuli around them, that I am uh, open to feeling those things. I can do so much damage in my world if something makes me feel sad and I refuse to feel it. Because then it's just going to come out sideways somewhere else down the road. And most of the guys, so uh, not most, a lot of the guys that come into our program are guys that are refusing to feel certain emotions. And then when be, those become unmanageable, they, they, ha they let them out in sexual behaviors. 
it's like this pressure buildup of these, um, you know, emotions that are, that are, uh, you know, untouchable. And it just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. And then they act out and they release all those feelings and then they feel fine again. And, and they can start building the pressure back up again. And, um, what an unhealthy and damaging way to live your life. What if, what if those emotions were not exiled emotions, you know, unclean emotions that I was allowed to feel all of my feelings and, you know, anger being one of them because anger is not violence, right? It's separate from that. But I was allowed to feel all of those things. And what, um, man, how could I encounter my world differently? How could I encounter my relationships? Oh, here's a big question. How could I then encounter God? Because our spiritual our spirituality is not limited to joy. Oh man, what a what a what a limiting and sad message that I can only connect with God in joy. And some people that are listening to that, listening to me say that are gonna want to argue with me. But the reality is that so many of our heroes from the old and new testament experience a deep connection with God in the full range of their emotions from depression and on and on and on. Um, so a whole yeah. man is someone who can connect with other people in his full range of emotions and he can connect with God in the full range range of his emotions. And um, that's a powerful and exciting place to be. Yeah. So tell, uh, let our men know where they can go to just uh, dive deeper into this whole man recovery and renewal. Yeah. Um, so boulderrecovery.com is uh, the place you can get in touch with our 14-day uh, men's trauma intensive for men struggling with porn and sex addiction. I mean, the the heartbeat of our program, you know, to for lack of a better phrase, is uh, getting to the emotional roots of what's really going on with me and allowing myself to feel through all of the hurt and pain that not just that I've experienced or done to myself, but that I'm doing to others in my addiction. Right? So we want to invite guys on that journey. And and the best way to get in touch with us and to, to join us on that is, is boulderrecovery.com. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Matt. We've got three down, one to go. So we're excited about getting to the, the last element that's coming up in our next session. So listeners, you're yeah. going to want to be here for that. So make sure that you uh, join us again when we wrap up this mini series on the four key elements of the self that, uh, that contribute to whole man recovery. So we'll see you then. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.